Hello and welcome to Hit the Target Podcast, powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Deshwan, and with me in studio today are Premier League specialists Nigel Nyker and Mark Stradom. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning, Desh. How's it, Desh? Yeah. How's it, Mark? Thanks for having us. Shots. Good to have you back, Desh. Uh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. No? Um, back to here, uh, predicting football, not watching them live at the stadium. <laughs> yeah. um, but with that being said, let's kick things off. Crystal Palace take on Brighton. They start the, the match week off. Now, Palace with a shocking come from behind draw at the Etihad, at the Etihad of all stadiums. Um, uh, uh, Crystal Palace is, is that sort of team, you know, they, they, they basic, there's nothing too special about them. Uh, stick to what they know. Um, Roy Hodgson, very simple. Defend well, make, make uh, the most of your chances, and, and they did that. And um, good comeback. But um, against Brighton, I think it will be a different performance. Uh, Brighton are struggling too, so they also want to come back. But Palace being at home with the performances they had recently, this will be a tight game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you speak about Brighton. Their previous opponent was Arsenal, who I think had um, quite a performance against the Seagulls. I think uh, Nigel, you and I were chatting off air and you said Brighton are one of the most attacking teams in the league. Uh, and not just your opinion. I think the stats can even show that Arsenal uh, were able to shut them out. They exhausted them. Brighton had, I think, zero shots. Or was it zero shots on target? One, first one, one, one shot on target. In, in the 90 or the first half? In the first half. In the first half, one shot on target. Yeah, I think we managed to nullify them really well. Uh, and Deserby came out and said it himself. Uh, they struggled against us and mm. not many teams managed to do that uh, against a Brighton team. So, yeah, um, they will be looking to turn the corner quickly. Yeah, surely they're coming all guns blazing in this one. Definitely. And um, against a Palace team that hasn't been that consistent either. So, yeah, they did get a really good point last week. Um, but um, they, could, they could find themselves searching for some points here. Yeah. Let's talk about the prediction then. I'm going score draw. I'm going 2-1 Brighton. 2-1 Brighton. Okay, away victory for the Seagulls there. Yeah. All right, moving along to Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. Aston Villa at home where they've had I, one of the most perfect records. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much to say about this one. Mm. Eight games, eight wins at home for Aston Villa. Yeah, I think this is a banker. Definitely. Nine, nine from nine. Yeah, um, and they go top of the league with that win, so extra motivation for them. Mm, okay, uh, let's move along uh, to West Ham versus Man United. Now, United with a shocking performance at Anfield, but for all the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> shocking for the right reasons, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, there's no other way I could, I could classify that, you mm. know. Uh, do they get something from this West Ham team? I think West Ham have been flying at the moment. They, their recent performance at the London Stadium against Wolves just showed you what David Moyes is doing with that club. Yeah, I agree. I think they got some top players as well. Kudus, uh, mm. James Ward-Prowse, Paqueta. Jared Bowen. You can it just the list mm. goes on. They've and got some Alvarez as well. Yeah. Uh, the centre back, uh, mm. Agard, um, You know, even Areola is now performing for them. The, the the whole team, I, I think, it's just credit to to David Moyes and and what he's doing, especially having Paqueta playing at the level he's playing now. I think in the last game he had a hat trick. Yeah. So everything is is going right for West Ham at the moment. Mm. Do you think, um, you know, we spoke about extra motivation. David Moyes back to haunt his former club where he really wasn't given much uh, chance. Yeah, yeah. 100%. He will want to get one over his former employees, mm. definitely, and see this as a good opportunity to do so. So mm. with his current squad, you think that they're capable of three points? I think definitely, especially in the slump that United are in right now, you can't call them whether they're going to come up with a good performance or not. So yeah, at home, uh, I would back West Ham to get the victory, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going for a score draw, one-one. Okay, hundred percent. Let's move along to Tottenham versus Everton. Everton crashing out of the um, yeah, Carabao. Yeah, yeah, last night. Last night, I think mm. uh, Tottenham progressed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Tottenham too. So now, with that being said, there must be a turn in the tides at uh, at Ange's um, camp. Shall I say? Yeah, yeah looks like he's picking up some positive results quickly after the slump that they went through, which is really good for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a, a tough back to back league, and so you yeah. could make it three from three. But yeah. I see a tough game against this Everton side. I think they picked up some really motivating wins uh, after being docked that ten points as well. So yeah, I, I, I don't see it that easy. They they they're not just winning. They're also playing quite nice too. Mm. I think everything is gelling. I think um, the system that he's trying to play is starting to show, and the players are starting to believe. And and the more they win, the more they 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 will believe in in what Sean Dash is trying to show them and teach them. So I'm very happy for Everton, especially after the ten points deduction. So yeah, I think the ten points deduction should have came a long time ago. <laughs> they they playing quite well now. Yeah, they they certainly turned a corner. Uh, well, look, it is going to be the Rochalison derby, and <laughs> yeah. we have to ask ourselves: Is he getting a score sheet? I, I think he's he scored in, the, in in the last two games as well. Mm. So I'm also happy for him. And um, but I don't see I don't see Tottenham winning this one. I will be honest with you. I Are think, you calling a, a? I think a score draw two draw. two two yeah. draw high scoring draw. I agree. I see goals as well. I think both teams have the capabilities of finding the net. Yeah, mm. score draw. You know what just came to mind. Tottenham are without a striker, without a recognised centre forward. Everton have got one one of the best in England, mm. if I could add to that, in Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if he could just stay fit. Mm. Do you think Calvert-Lewin, if he impresses, does he catch the eye of Daniel Levy and does that open a conversation in January? I think maybe his time to move is coming soon, but he just needs to prove his fitness. I think to, to take a risk on a player, I think he would go for at least 50 to 60 million as a striker. To take that risk on an injury-prone player would be... Mm something to consider you know and uh, would big teams want want to take that risk he just needs to prove it on the field we know he's a top goal scorer he just needs to stay fit I think if he convinces Edge you know because I think right now their business has been a bit risky they've been they've been buying plays that are like I would say more or less unheard of you look at exactly yeah. but and and they've turned them around yeah um, you know you even look at uh, Nigel you mentioned risky but Yves Basuma was a risky profile when he was signed from Brighton because he hadn't played in a certain number of months and mm. there was talks of an ongoing case uh, and they still took him on knowing that he, his case wasn't over. Yeah. So that's a risky uh, transfer in itself. Um, risky as in getting rid of your, your club captain, mm. you know, without a recognized striker to replace him. Uh, you even look at your second, your vice captain, Hugo Lloris, was ousted. And they didn't even promote anybody. They bought an, another keeper. So I think Tottenham are in such a, a position that they won't say no to any striker. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think I think they will also just back um, with Charleston. But yeah. talking about Calvert Lewin, he, he's a top player. It's just that the injuries. Everyone looks at him. I think all the clubs would like to have him. It's just the injuries because having a striker in the Premier League, you're expecting at least twenty goals. 20 goals yeah. to 25 games yeah. foot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he, he gets a good few goals, but he's more injured than anything. So that's the only issue I see with with um, with him. Mm. Okay. Let's move along to Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. Speaking of strikers, Dominic Solanke. I mean, where do we even start? What a season he's been having. Yeah. yeah. 
Copen. top top season so far and thing links coming up with bigger clubs for him as well yeah, so yeah with bigger clubs you yeah. mean the likes of uh... arsenal <laughs> arsenal so yeah Some i mean guns. <laughs> i think he would fit the profile definitely yeah, he's a top tall striker mm. physical movement and can finish so yeah, yeah. well um, look he's at the forest uh, ground this weekend i mean not an easy place to go by nottingham forest one of the best records at home in the league this season recently sacking mm-hmm. steve, steve cooper, cooper. yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that they haven't appointed anybody at the time of recording. Nuno is heavily mm. linked with the job. Mm. There's also Julian Lopetegui who's without a without a job, mm-hmm. and and he's currently still in in uh, England. Yeah, so he currently still stays in Wolves after leaving the club. Yeah. He hasn't left, but he did say that he's he's waiting for the right opportunity to come through. Mm. Do you think? Can you see either of those managers being at the at the stadium? Maybe not in the dugout, but maybe at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, I, I I think so, but I think uh, Lapotegi is waiting for the United job. To be honest, interesting. What a brave call that is, there, Mark. Uh, let me get your predictions while I'm at it. I'm going with a Bournemouth two 0 Yeah, uh, way victory for Bournemouth. I also think Bournemouth get a quick victory. Yeah, they've been in excellent form, and yeah, they capitalize on a coachless Forest. Mm, interesting. All right, uh, let's move other things along to Fulham versus Burnley now. Fulham have had some high-scoring games. You know, they've been hitting teams 5-0, back-to-back uh, victories 5-0, and then they were battered by Newcastle 3-0 last time out. Do they bounce back here against Burnley? It's a home fixture for them. Yeah, I, I think they do. Um, I think they'll be too strong for Burnley. And uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm backing Fulham, especially after the one last night. I think they'll be flying high. The confidence will be booming. And especially after scoring so many goals, I think past two games, like you said. Yeah. Um, Burnley... <laughs> We know the story with Burnley. I don't think they 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 reaching the the high levels they should be. So I'm giving this one to Fulham. Yeah, I think Burnley uh, have uh, are winless across their previous five away fixtures. You know, so I really can't see them mm-hmm. uh, getting anything from this game, even uh, even if one of the country's finest strikers yeah, yeah. is in the ranks. I'm just I'm just happy he's back in the squad. Yeah, hopefully his 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 mind is right and he's. Is is getting better? So shout out to Lyle Foster. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, Luton versus Newcastle. I think. Yeah, I think the expressions on your faces say yeah, it all. Yeah. I think this is basic as well. Luton are struggling heavily, so Newcastle for the win for me. Yeah, I think uh, Newcastle just edge it. It's it's proven a difficult place to go to, yeah. um, especially uh, Newcastle playing midweek as well. Luton fizzy physical team, so yeah, I think they do edge it though. Okay, but you 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 saying Luton could throw in a few punches of their own? Hundred oh, percent. Yeah, they, they, they did it against Liverpool and City, City I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal, and Newcastle will struggle as well. Mm, interesting. All right, uh, Wolves take on Chelsea. Um, Wolves at the Molyneux, you know where they are a bit stronger than maybe clubs think they would be. A lot stronger, mm. and I think we've been singing Gary O'Neill's praises for the longest time. He's a top coach here; they have a good squad. But I think Chelsea are turning a corner, and Kunku's back in the squad. Palmer, unbelievable! If you've been watching him for the past few weeks, Sterling, very good. Um, Enzo, Caicedo, I think everything's for um, falling into place for Chelsea at the moment. Mm. Chelsea are currently tenth. I mean, it's not where they want to be, but not as gloomy, if you ask me. Like considering where they've been in the last two seasons. Yeah, I mean, they, it looks like they're turning the tide. I mean, if you have a billion-dollar squad, <laughs> you, you should be turning the tide. Yeah, you, you 100% better about that. So, um, yeah, look, 
Chelsea have been underperforming for too long and they need to to turn it up. Uh, yeah. They have players and really top top players in Enzo and Caicedo. That's it's, one of the best. I I think it's just time. Midfield it's go, it's mm. going to come. It's going to come. I believe it's going to come. And when it does happen, once everybody starts to click and it, and the team is jelling, it's going to be dangerous because even Modric himself is a top performer. Um they 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 got a full squad of top players. It's just a matter of time and believing in what they're doing and when it does happen, it's going to be dangerous, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Well, look, Chelsea, um they are away, like I said, and you know their away record isn't as strong. I think last time out they were defeated 2-0 on their travels. Mm. That that was against Everton where what can i say we don't necessarily throw up the biggest of challenges but you know i, I think that was a the third straight away defeat so this could be four way defeats um and i must say i think pot will always be under pressure until they're in top 6 yeah yeah that's uh, i believe that too but uh, i think the inclusion of nkunku now i think um it, it just gives, gives more confidence mm. in, through the whole squad believing that they've got that man in the top mudrik starting to show some quality uh palmer we know what palmer is doing so i think chelsea get this one tuna okay your prediction uh, naj i'm going 1-1 1-1 okay interesting um liverpool take on arsenal anfield will host the showdown of these two giants of the game um you know it's it's um where do you even start i mean juvenga versus klopp now it's <laughs> Now it's at Chelsea at the yeah, yeah it's, this is a massive game massive game I know it's a little bit early but it has some significance towards the the title I think it's a huge three points for either team It's top two currently yeah. it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's taking points off of second, either team second yeah. host first yeah yeah so so it's it's a massive game for 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 both clubs both clubs are playing well um two top coaches So I think the stage is set for 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 a big occasion. Okay, let me ask you now, who has form with them? I think I That's, think it's Arsenal. Yeah. Are you sure? I Could, think it's Arsenal. Okay. Because we topped up Champions League group and we top of the Premier League. Um mm. to be at that stage, I think it's 18th game which would make it like halfway stage of mm. the Premier League to be there. in your first season back in the Champions League after 5 years i mean it's it's credit to the arsenal team and i think that they go to anfield in good spirits mm. okay um i can also make the same case for liverpool i mean let's look at last time out what happened it was a, a absolute attacking onslaught by by them against man united they the fact that they didn't score is just what can i say luck Yeah, 100%. Oh, bad luck. On any other day they score one or two multiple, goals. Yeah. Multiple goals. I mean, you know, you look at that seven and there I was eight I shots. Was, I was expecting at a, least five. Hiding. Yeah. yeah. Hiding, yeah. So last season 7-0 what they they scored seven goals from eight shots. Mm. And they, yeah. yeah, and they had 34 shots this past week. Imagine. I I just want to say if if Liverpool play like how they did against United with Arsenal, mm. they're going to get smashed. Did Liverpool do anything wrong though? Let's let's why didn't they find no. a background? And was it was it the, like could you pinpoint anything? They they did everything right. They did the right plays. They went down the wing. They went through the middle. I think Darwin Nunes is just unlucky. Um Salah tried uh I think is he it was unlucky just, or is he bad. Let's let's uh no, I let's throw some no, shade no, no, here. No. no, no, no. I I I I I rate <laughs> Nunes. I think he just needs to get polished out. It's just raw talent, I think. 
It just needs the correct training and time. You you mentioned training and time, but honestly, he's a pro- seasoned professional. Yeah, no, I, I get had, that. He's been trained his entire life. Maybe it's just a flop. On the on that's what I, that's what my question is because mm. on the thing of time, Nigel just said we're seventeen games in. Yeah, Eighteen yeah. means yeah. half of the season. This is his his second season in the league, mm. and the transfer window is open. People are signed on a four year deal with the option of a fifth year. You know yeah. that's usually how the uh, top signing works. If you're one and a half years, or rather one and a half seasons, and you're still finding into, your feet, yeah, and you're still finding your feet. I, I, I see in, what he can offer. He He's came got, in at the same time as Ireland. Yeah, that's when they were comparing them to, is, to each other. The only time the comparison was before the season before, started. Because yeah, yeah, no. as soon as the season now, started, the conversation. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think maybe it's a flop because I can see what he, the potential is there. He's got the speed. His aggression is there. He, 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 he makes the right runs. It's just the finishing that's the problem for me. So maybe he's a flop. I don't know. But better for Arsenal. Does he, does he, what can I say? Does he match the same pedigree, the same potency that some of the other Liverpool attackers bring? Because you look at Salah, 200 goals, you know, breaking records. And he's not even the striker. Exactly. Then you look at... Um, Diaz. Diaz. Jota. 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 You know, so mm. Bozla's coming. He's got mm. a shot on him. He's bringing mm. goals. Um, Harvey Elliott is again he Quality. isn't even a striker he's Top in a player. midfield but the fact that he can progress the ball mm. get into the spaces and find the back of the net mm. now these are you in one of the best squads in the world you know definitely in the league it's always going to be them and Man City yeah. like Arsenal could be in a conversation that's only now it's always been Liverpool Man City yeah. and then Madrid then you know maybe your Juventus or whatever but you know you're in one of the top five strongest squads Every every season, season in season out, mm. is he? Does he need to move on? What more? What more? You, there's no such thing as time. Yeah, at, no, I think I think at, that I think that's at Man City. Sales at Man City, this would never fly. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But uh, uh, who do you bring in? Maybe they don't need to bring in anybody. Last season, they just called upon Firmino. I, I know right now Firmino is not there, but he could find a way. To play without Nunes, that's what I that's what I feel. I don't I don't think um, Klopp's the manager to to play with without a striker. I know I know Klopp uh, not Klopp sorry um, Guardiola. He he always changes formations and and makes new formations as well. Like he he played a, a, I think two seasons ago he played with a false nine. Look, he saw the Brainer playing striker. It was Foden. I think he's the manager to do it. I think the style Klopp plays. That four three three. That's the, he's made that uh, formation his own. I'm glad you mentioned false nine because yeah. Cody Gakpo started the season as a false I even nine. I forgot about him he, too. He was a central striker. There were two strikers on a bench. I remember I was watching yeah. this happening. He played Salah, who just got in every time. Cody mm-hmm. Gakpo was finding him on the left was Diaz, but then Diaz was injured, or I think there was something up. So so Jota was playing, and yeah. it was an incredible front three without a striker. Yeah. So you know. The point you just mentioned is not the type. He's shown that he can play mm. with a false nine and it worked. Um, I just think maybe, maybe the board said we need, we need Nunez to play. Maybe they had a chance to say that, but it's, it's not working out for him. And I don't think Cody Gakpo is a number nine. I don't think he gets 20 goals. He's a good player to come off the bench and, and chip in with a few goals and link up play. But I don't think he's a proper number nine for me. Yeah. I- 
I, I don't think he can lead the line. It's difficult to lead the line in the Premier League. You mm. need to hold the ball with the back, back to goal and bully some big centre-backs. And I don't think he has that aggression. But Nunez does. Mm. Um, Cody Gakpo is a good link-up play, uh, player. Look, with Nunez, he's, he's raw. And you, you, you can't have the conversation for one and a half years that he's raw, definitely. Yeah. It needs to be polished up. Mm. But he has shown that when he gets in good goal-scoring positions, he can score good goals. And some very good crackers as well. The thing with him is he does just don't score, bro. Yeah, he, he just don't score. Like <laughs> he, you're showing, he can and he gets yeah. a good. He also gets into but, good positions. And as a striker and as a coach, what do you want from your striker? Get into good positions. He hits the bar. He does some stupid, silly things just all the, the time. Is a problem. That's a major That's problem. It. But if he can turn that small, yeah, he's done. He's doing all the right things. He's doing the right things. Yeah, it's, you it's get the, me. He's doing. He's making the runs. Uh, um, he's tracking back, he's tackling, mm. he's, he's doing the things. It's, it's the goals that is not happening for him. You wonder if maybe a loan, a loan to like a French outfit, just go for a six months. Could help, could help maybe yeah. in it, the Premier League. Huge. No, you'd rather just go. You'd rather just go. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to loan your 100 million striker, yeah. mm. but... Cut your losses, let him go. So you're saying Nunez out? If, if, it, if there's someone with more quality than, than what he is now on the market, You'd rather do it now if you want to win the Premier League because we know what City is going to do next year. Arsenal is trying to do the same thing. Liverpool is finding their feet. Aston Villa, if they win in the weekend, they go on top. They haven't lost at home in 15 games. So the competition from first to maybe even fifth, is, it's, it's, it's high. It's high. There's, there's no room for error. There's no mistakes. And if Liverpool want to go and compete like they did when they won the league, I don't think Nunes is the man to lead them. Yeah, I'm glad you, you just mentioned that because my next point was that currently they're not in the Champions League, yeah. but you know they're going to be there next season. Oh, for sure. You can't have this mm. happening at the Champions League. You know, they get drawn against Real Madrid. Let's just say Real Madrid. They reach a semi-final. Mm. They're up against uh, City or anybody. Can they do that with Nunes? No, not a chance. And, and Klopp's not a fool. He knows this. Mm. Okay, Klopp. let me run through your predictions then. From a, new, from a neutral point of view, I'm 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going 1-1 one, one Arsenal. 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw. For me, I just want to watch Darwin Nunez this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, we will speak on Nunez. Yes, yes. Thanks, Jens. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jens. Thanks. Hit the Target Podcast.